I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like there's no, yeah, I know, I know. Cause you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it? Well, I've had a million regrets, not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Is Tucker Carlson awakening? Because what just what we just saw is a strong indication that he's going through a spiritual awakening because that is the first step. The first step is to admit the distortions in your mind, to admit the falsehoods that you've been spreading. And that's what Tucker Carlson just did. And I've never, I don't know about you, but I have never seen anybody in mainline media, any prominent voice, this is including politicians who publicly on their own without being called out on their own admit the falsehoods that they've been spreading and clearly at risk to his job this admission happened several months ago i'm not sure that it's such a mis- that it's an accident that he goes on the full send podcast which has millions of subscribers and admits that the media is not here to inform you, that they're, they're here to manipulate you for their benefit at your expense. That's what Tucker Carlson is saying there and that he was a part of that and he didn't even realize he was a part of it. Now, there are many, many reasons why Fox News and other other news outlets are speculating as to why uh, he was fired by Fox. Most of which don't, if you look at them and ask the question, is this true? Don't seem to hold much water. Don't seem to hold much water. Now, this video isn't really about why Tucker Carlson got fired, though I would suspect that this video here that we're, we just watched, that's the intro, may actually be the primary reason. He's probably, if he's been honest about things, there'd be a lot of reasons why Fox News would want him gone because clearly Fox News has a strong political bias and has their own ideology that they would like to follow. And clearly, just like any other of the main uh, news outlets and channels are not there for the betterment of society or your health or my health. They're there for their profitability, for their power, and to support those who are keeping them financially afloat and empower. And so it seems to me that this admission from Tucker Carlson may be actually the reason why he got terminated. I can't say for sure. We'll find out as time goes by. But the key point here is, ask yourself this. Don't you sometimes feel it's extremely difficult to authentically apologize? Is there not, or are there not 
lies and distortions, things that you've done that you're profoundly ashamed of, that were unfair, that were out of sync with reality, where you gained advantage in an inappropriate way, that you're afraid to admit, that you won't admit, that would be the last thing in the world you'd rather, maybe rather you would die than to admit those things. I know I've experienced such things. It took me years to build up the courage to admit certain things. I would have died to protect those secrets. That's what it means to be in the dream of self-absorption, to not be awake. And what Tucker Carlson did there took courage. And it took spiritual inspiration to do. And it certainly came at a price. You see, admitting the truth, speaking reality as it is. Speaking reality as it is. For the betterment of, the, of you and me and we, the totality. That's the path towards awakening. And that's what Tucker Carlson just demonstrated here. But I ask you this, how many people would spit on him because of the things he says that are true? Just as how many people would kick you for an admission of your fault? How many people would say, yeah, I told you so. I knew he was a jerk and all that sort of thing. Right? How many people would do that? Imagine if they stopped doing that. Imagine if we said thank you to a person who admitted the truth, even if they had done something inappropriate, and, but they admitted it. We said, thank you for being honest. Thank you for that. Because the fact that they did it is the same regardless. At least if they admit it, it's a much higher chance that they won't repeat the activity. Right? Certainly if they admit it in a proper way without blaming anybody else. They say, I did this. I'm responsible for this. And it pains me to see the harm that I had done to others. And I won't and I won't do it again. That's the step, primary step towards spiritual awakening. And it takes courage. And it will rock you to your foundations. And when you first start to speak it, your whole body may be shaking inside. Your heart rate may be going off the charts. You may feel fear that you have otherwise never felt before. It's a noble way of being to admit your falsehoods, to admit your distortions, to admit the way that you have manipulated reality and other people to gain advantage. And that could be through shame and blame. It could be through guilt. It could be through spin and narratives. It could be through self-victimization. And all of it is arrogance. All of it is arrogance. It's not easy. It's not easy. And so I honor Tucker Carlson for stepping forward and admitting the truth. And that's just the beginning. He's, he has more to say on the topic. Let's see what, what else Tucker has to say on the topic. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that. Maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. 
And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you, when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, at all. So he says he should have been more skeptical. And the most important thing when someone makes a claim is, is the claim true or not? Instead of just calling someone names because you disagree with them. Is that not what's going on in our world right now? We're just labeling people. We're just calling, someone asks us a question or someone makes a statement. We just jump to the conclusion. Ah, you're a, you're a lefty, you're far right, you're a racist, you're a neo-Nazi, you're a this or that or the other thing, right? That's just manipulation. I can't possibly lead you to, to the truth of reality, which means it distorts you in a fundamental way because you are reality. You are truth. You are no different than the universe. No one can argue that fact. We may not know what reality truly is, but whatever it is, you're it. I'm it. We're it. And so every time reality through a human mouth lies about reality, reality becomes confused about itself, doesn't it? At least from the human perspective. Notice the manipulative energy, the brainwashing energy behind labeling. When someone doesn't have an actual viable argument that's functional, and they get called out, the first thing that they're going to likely resort to, if, if they're not going to be honest with you, if they are suffering from the arrogance we just described, is they're going to start to spin, and they're going to start to shame and blame and guilt. They're going to start to play a victim role. They're going to start to play a, an arrogant role, like they're above you, and they're the expert, and they know. These are all forms of manipulation. That's what's happening. They're casting a spell on you, in a sense trying to make you feel small, to make you feel bad just by calling you a name. It's no different than what happened when you were in elementary school. The kids didn't have viable arguments. They just call you a jerk or, you know, a white supremacist or some racial slur or whatever else. That's not awakening, that's manipulation. And you have been subjected to manipulation since you were a young child. Oh, you're a good boy. You're a good girl. That's manipulation. That's to get you to behave in a certain way. You're a good boy. And then we spend our whole life trying to be good boys and good girls. And then someone says, oh, you're not a good boy. Oh, it hits us to the core. Some people would rather commit suicide than to be labeled a racist. I've noticed you, just, you can't ask simple questions without being called a racist these days. If you can't ask a simple question, which means you can't be skeptical, you can't research, it means that the person who's calling you a racist also didn't ask those questions, also wasn't skeptical. So they're just deferring to something that somebody else told them. The person who told them them also didn't research it, didn't question it, didn't vet it to see if it was true, and on and on and on. So we're just passing down falsehoods because we're afraid to be called a certain label because we're insecure about our nature. We think, I'm a bad person. Well, I'm afraid someone else will think I'm a bad person. If they all think I might lose my friends and I might lose my family members, I might lose my job, and all of that's true. All of that's true. Many examples of people who were speaking honestly, meant well, 
and lost their job, lost friends and lost family members. I've lost friends. I've lost family members, speaking honestly. That's the price we pay for telling the truth in a world filled with people who are insecure about their own nature and who are out of sync with reality. And so to me, it was such an amazing event to see Tucker, Tucker Carlson, like Fox News, Tucker Carlson, mainline media, admit this, not on Fox News, but in a different outlet, just a few months before he was fired. Not shocking. I mean, shocking that he admitted it, not shocking that he was fired. When I saw this, it wasn't, and later found out that he was fired, I wasn't overly surprised that he would be fired. In fact, when I saw this video, I thought his days are counted. His days are numbered. And that, that turned out to be the case. His days are numbered not because he's a white supremacist. His days are numbered maybe because he told the truth. Later, I saw a video of him talking about, you know, advising people not to support the Republican Party not to support either party. Someone from Fox News doing that is, well, of course they're gonna be fired. Of course they're gonna be fired. So you might ask yourself, what is it that you're hiding? I spent years and it's an ongoing process. I don't believe it ever really ends of searching for the falsehoods within the the distortions, the arrogance, and, and all of that, and owning up to it. Sometimes we have to own up to it, own up to it just to ourselves, and other times we have to speak out publicly about it. Why don't we? Why don't we? Why is it so difficult? Isn't it because when we speak out, we're going to be labeled? There's, there's just such a high percentage of people who will kick us while we're down. Our friends would leave us. Our family would leave us. We might get fired from our jobs. What kind of society is that? That's a society that is absolutely driving off a cliff. Because if we can't account, if we can't rectify our mistakes, and the ability to rectify is dependent upon us speaking it out and thinking it and admitting it honestly. If we can't, if there isn't a safe avenue, well, safe is not the right word, if there isn't a viable avenue, for reconciliation, truth and reconciliation, as, as was applied in South Africa by Nelson Mandela, which was a healing for that country. If we have no ability to speak the truth and rectify our errors, we will continue going down the same path and will drive the country, our countries, our world off a cliff. What we know of as modern society will be finished. We're Rome in the final days right now. And we have someone like Tucker Carlson who spoke the truth about his own incredible mistake, falsehood, that resulted in the deaths of millions of people, millions of people. And that's just one of them. I mean, you know, he, he's talked about his whole life. He's 
was doing most of his life he was doing that so who knows how 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 much he's carrying that's not really important for the awakening soul the the important point for the awakening soul is truly how much you're carrying and are you willing to allow someone else who's carrying the burden of these falsehoods to admit it honestly without kicking them while they're down without saying i told you so you're a jerk you're a racist you're a this or that and the other thing the labels are manipulation. Notice the habit of labeling people. Notice the habit of labeling yourself. I'm such an idiot. I'm a jerk. I'm a great. I'm great. I'm the best. All of, it's all of that. All of that. It's not reality. It's not in your best interest. Truly, it's not helpful when you see the big picture. When you awaken sufficiently to realize there's no difference between you and reality. You are not special. I'm not special. We are all an expression of the earth and the universe. It's just a pile of conscious atoms speaking. Literally right now, this is reality speaking through a human mouth. That's what's happening. That's just factual when you speak it's as if you're casting a spell especially if they're false if they're true words the spell is healthy it will keep everything in alignment allow the body the mind to come into alignment and develop a trust for reality a trust between the mind and the body a unification if they're false words if they're labeling words if it's shame blame guilt spin like conning yourself and conning others, self-victimization and arrogance. It's those things you're distorting yourself, wrapping yourself up in a dream of disharmony, of distrust. Of course your body's going to feel anxiety. Of course your body's going to feel depressed. Of course we're going to have health issues. Of course, of course. We don't tell the truth because it's morally correct to tell the truth and it's evil to tell a lie. Maybe this isn't a, this universe isn't really about good and evil. We tell the truth because we are truth. We tell about reality because we are reality. And if we say anything other than that, if we knowingly lie, we have a habit of distorting, of manipulating, of labeling. The joke's on us. We get lost in the abstraction layer of our mind. Anxiety and depression. It's not pleasant. So let's hear the rest of Tucker Carlson's admission. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do, though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and... COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants, they're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Wow, that is, that is something. When's the last time you've ever heard anybody in mainline media just admit that the news isn't here to inform you? That it's not here 
for the health of the country, that it's here to lie to you, to get you to believe things that are not true, to get you to agree to things that are not in your best interest, that they're part of the Praetorian Guard, and that they should be treated with maximal contempt. He's talking about his co-workers. He's talking about Fox, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, and many, many others. That, that took courage. He had, to, he had to have known that he was putting his job at risk. But isn't that the case? If we're going to speak the truth, we're putting our job at risk. We're putting our friendships at risk. We're putting our family at risk. But let me ask you this. What sort of friend doesn't really want to know you and what you think and where you've been? What sort of friend is that? What sort of family is it that would reject you for speaking honestly what you think? What sort of job is it that doesn't want you to be clear spiritually? Maybe those are friends and family. Maybe that's a job that isn't in your long-term best interest, that isn't healthy for anybody that's working there. Maybe it's time to move on. I can't give advice. But what I can say is, maybe you could find better friends. Friends who are committed to being honest with each other and supporting each other to grow. Maybe you could find a job or start your own career, start your own business where that's your primary motivation. It's so refreshing. It's so refreshing when someone is honest in a non-arrogant way, right? When, when they're just sincerely being honest. It's so refreshing that those people out there in the world who would like to be honest in a similar way, who would like to awaken spiritually in a similar way, are greatly inspired. So when we speak out, when we admit our falsehoods, and when we admit our mistakes, and we do it with respect, love, respect, acceptance, and appreciation with the aim of moving towards trust. When we do that, there's a real power behind it. And there's also a real danger. We, we will certainly be rejected by many, but are those the people that you really want in your life? Let them, maybe let them reject you. That's, that's what I've done with my life. And I've lost friends and I've lost family because of it. But it's also been the healthiest thing for me. It's allowed me to make wonderful relationships. It's allowed me to do things that I would otherwise not be able to do. And I suspect that the same will be for you. Though the transition will take time. My shock at Tucker Carlson's admission comes from my own experience with the news. When I was a child, my parents were at the butt end of, of the local newspaper. We lived in Southern California. My parents had a ranch. It was, it was a road. It was a country road. We lived in a small town. It was just a couple thousand people. And the, the city was trying to grow, get a bigger tax base. They wanted to really grow and make lots of you know, residential housing and that sort of thing. They were trying to get rid of farms and ranches and things like that. 
we had a neighborhood in front of us and then behind that neighborhood, there was a uh, hilly area, kind of a natural area. And my, our ranch was right there, it was four acres. It was well-kept, it was a beautiful place. But suddenly we were being taken to court. They were trying to kick us off our property because they said we were congesting the, the, the streets with our you know, tr horse travels and, and, and that we were polluting the neighborhood with you know, not cleaning up the ranch and, and all of that sort of stuff with the manure. What they really wanted to do is rezone our ranch and put it into you know quarter acre lots and build a sell the houses and property and, and all of that. We didn't know about that. We didn't know about that. Parents were taken to court, many, many meetings. And then on the final meeting, fortunately, the mayor came and asked if he could speak. Of course, we didn't know what he was going to say. And it was very fortunate because this was the meeting that was where the, the final judgment was going to come through. My parents could have lost everything. Mayor came up and said, you know, on Sundays, I like to take my family up to the top of the hill and look down on the valley. And one of the places that we most admire is the Height Ranch. So beautiful, it's kept up so well, and it just reminds me of the, the spirit of this town. Something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, going from memory. And that the mayor, the top guy in the town speaking completely opposite to the narrative of what the newspaper was pushing and what the builders were pushing, the city planners were pushing, completely undermined their narrative. The judge cited in the favor of my family and we got to keep the property. There were many people that were upset because they wanted to, they, were, they wanted to get in on that business deal, you know, rezone the area, buy some of that property and construct it and all that sort of thing. My parents ended up moving out of that town because it was an unfriendly place to be. So ask yourself, are conspiracies always false? Because that was a conspiracy. Conspiracy is just a plan. Do people not get together and plan things? That's what it means to conspire. Not everything's happening by accident. Maybe the news media knows what they're doing on some level, probably the higher ups. And then maybe at the lower levels, the, the pundits and the anchors, they're kind of just going with the culture and they're not asking questions. They're just doing what they're being told to do and they believe it's true. Tucker apparently believed that going into Iraq was the right answer. Later he woke up. He had a revelation. He described it as a revelation. I believe that Tucker Carlson may be spiritually awakening. But much more important than what I believe, I'd love to hear what you believe. Do you feel Tucker Carlson is going through or entering into a spiritual awakening? And if so, why? Do you think he's deluded? Do you think he's just lying? Is this another scheme on his part to mislead? Or was it a half hearted attempt to be honest? What do you think? Is this why he got fired from Fox News or is there some other reason? And the next part of this video is a gift to those of you who are interested in spiritual awakening. 
Let's explore the first step of the warrior's meditation together. The warrior's meditation is made up of six steps. If you'd like to learn all six, you can head over to my website, richardlhate.com. And there are 30 days of free warrior's meditation training where you get all six steps and you learn variations. But for now, let's just do the first step. Go ahead and close the eyes. Lightly straighten the spine. Just keep it a little bit alive. Everything else is relaxed. Calm the emotions. Connect your feet to the ground. Feel the chair that you're sitting in. Feel the floor beneath your feet. Feel the clothing touching your skin all over your body. Feel the air caressing your skin. Spread awareness evenly over the entire physical body, not focusing on any one point. If you have any pain or discomfort, feel free to adjust your position to be comfortable. But keep that painful point or points sort of in the background of awareness. Don't allow the mind to focus on them. Keep the mind spread, spread evenly over the entire physical body. Breathe in such a way that it is pleasant to the body. Forget your past, your future. Just feel the body, feel the breath. Share a positive feeling throughout the entire physical body. A lighthearted, but not excited feeling. An exploratory feeling. Curious feeling. Maintaining the feeling of bodily awareness and the pleasant breath, the lighthearted feeling, open the eyes. Thank you so much for sticking with this video and in practicing the meditation with me. Again, if you would like to learn more about the warrior's meditation, you can find it on my website, richardlhate.com. There are 30 days worth of free meditations there with all six steps. You'll get familiar with it. And for those of you who'd like to take it further, we have more advanced training. I hope to see you there. And you might enjoy the 
the next video. We've got many, many videos here on YouTube for your enjoyment. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.